Scarantino, and this is the Get the Fuck Off podcast. Every week, I'm going to be talking about a new topic to help you guys get the fuck off the shit that doesn't serve you anymore. But first, let me tell you a little bit about me. I used to work as a bartender, and I lived in the New York City bar scene. I smoked between a pack or two a day, and I was what you'd call quite overweight. I learned that the secret to adopting a healthy lifestyle is a series of mindset shifts. Unfortunately, they don't always come with an owner's manual, so I decided to start this podcast to give you guys the nuts and bolts without you having to do all the research on your own. Getting healthy does not mean you have to sacrifice your outstanding personality, and it actually can be quite a fun journey. I'm really excited to have you guys on that journey with me. Let's get off together. Welcome back, everybody, to the Get the Fuck Off podcast. It has been a minute I've been trying to record this opening, but a couple of things have happened. There's been loud traffic outside. Seems like every time I sit down to record a podcast, somebody's got to drive by in the loudest vehicle known to man. But that actually ties into what this podcast is about, believe it or not, which is about my bullshit apartment. And I know you're thinking, like, what the fuck does your bullshit apartment have to do with a wellness podcast? Well, actually, it has everything to do with this wellness podcast. And I just can't wait to tell you all about it because I hate my apartment. And I've hated it for some time. But I really, you know, I really wanted to tell you why I all of a sudden hate it just a little bit more and what happened to me over this last week. So I participate in this wellness community called the Whole Life Challenge. I do like four of these a year. So it's a six-week program. It focuses on seven daily habits. And a lot of the things that I know about well-being, I learned initially in that community. And now the seven daily habits are like old hat to me. So it focuses on nutrition and hydration and sleep. And these are all things that exercise, things that I just naturally do every day of my life. Like I don't have to think about it. I exercise every day. I hydrate well every day. I sleep well just about every day. Um, do different well-being practices like meditation, things like that. I do every day. But I really love the community of the Whole Life Challenge. And I've made a lot of people, uh, sorry, made a lot of friends in that community over over the last year, particularly over the last year, um, a year really the year last year or two, and um, yeah, I keep I keep participating in that because of how much I really love those people and I love that community. But then this weekend, something happened. It was Friday, and I received an email from the Whole Life Challenge the day before it started, and it said that certain in the nutrition components, certain seed oils would no longer be considered compliant. And they always dealt with vegetable oils not being compliant. But now things like canola oil and sunflower oil, safflower oil, rice bran oil. Okay, my favorite is rice bran oil. Do we know why? Come on. It's fucking Chipotle, guys. Chipotle uses rice bran oil. Like, they also use sunflower oil in their chicken. Um, But rice bran oil, that's like the Chipotle. That's their staple. So I had always been able to eat Chipotle. Now I I can't. Anyway, so they sent out this email saying that they're not going to have these these oils be compliant anymore. And for very good reason. These are polyunsaturated fats. They're linked to different metabolic diseases, inflammation, cancer, heart disease. I mean, there's just – 
they're just unnatural and they're not the way that the hu- they're not things that the human body consumed i mean they're part of a, a, of a new like the way that we eat in america right now is so fucked up it's so fucked up and it's it's rooted in a grandiose experiment that doesn't make sense. That's why we've got all this fucking obesity here. I mean, people just don't not learn, haven't learned how to eat. And I can talk about it for, for years about the food guide pyramid and what that means and how that's a big fallacy that basically was based on – it was created then changed based on subsidies from the USDA. I mean, everything you know about food is wrong, guys. But I, I, that was a, a digression. I got this email that they said that these uh, these certain oils will not be compliant any longer. And I agree with everything that they said. And I think that it's wonderful that that's the direction that they're going. But my first thought about this was, God, this really fucking sucks. And for me, it sucked because I live in this apartment that doesn't have a kitchen. Like I live in lower Manhattan in one of these we- – I have a weird living situation. I live in a single room occupancy building. My rent is weekly. There there is no kitchen. My rent hasn't raised in a long time. I mean, so the price is absolutely right for a wonderful neighborhood. And I have always said, you know, this is this is great and I'm never going to move because I love this and I think that this is just wonderful. And I I mean, I can live in, continue to live in this neighborhood and I don't have roommates. I mean, everything is just great. But then, you know, when I read this, I was like, fuck, like I'm now I'm not going to be able to eat. I mean, because everything that I eat, I have to eat other places so they have like different you know there were different levels to all of this and I was always able to eat food out and even though I knew that they probably used canola oil which isn't good for me I was always like okay well you know I mean at least the the types of food that I'm putting in my body are good um but yeah they're probably not cooked with the best type of oil but at least it's whole food at least I don't eat food that comes out of packages with like a laundry list of ingredients but yet you know I I still, I still was eating different types of oils that I probably shouldn't have been eating. And, and now I'm thinking, ah, shit. So my first thought, my first thought when I got that email was, okay, well, I guess I can't, I can't play the whole life challenge anymore because I, I can't, I can't eat anything. And then, you know, I was on my run, um, the next morning and I thought to myself, you know what, why the hell am I prioritizing the problem? You know, because really I've sort of been dealing with this whole no kitchen, single room occupancy building issue for a while now. And I haven't liked it for a while now. It's 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 more expensive just in general to eat. Because I don't – I know a lot of people – see, this is kind of where I get weird about people that say that they have to eat fast food every day because they don't have time to cook. Like, I cannot cook. I do not have the actual ability to do it. And I don't eat fast food every day. I eat it like maybe once a year. So, I mean, all of, all of this – I mean – why am I prioritizing the problem though? Like I I eat really healthy, but it's more expensive for me to do it and it's it's definitely a pain in the ass and it it's not it's not serving me. So I don't understand why I would prioritize the thing that is not serving me, which is my living situation, to over something that has served me greatly, which is this program that I do several times a year. I just I just don't understand why I would do that. And I was thinking about that really heavily because I was thinking, you know what, Andy? Like maybe it's time that you start looking into getting the fuck out of there. Get the fuck off, Andy. Like get the fuck off your shit. Get out of that situation. You don't like it. It doesn't serve you. Why would you even want to stay in it? 
So I've decided that that's got to be something that I start making small steps towards in 2021. And it took this thing to, to lead me to come to that conclusion. But how many times in my life have I prioritized the problem rather than the solution? So how many times would like you, let's say you would be in my situation and think, well, I can't eat anything on that program. So because I don't have a kitchen in my apartment, so I might as well just not do that program anymore. It's like, but the program isn't the problem. Your lack of kitchen is the problem. So like if you have a problem, you should address the problem. You shouldn't address the, the, the thing that you want to do. You should f- fucking address the problem. Like if it's a problem, you should handle the problem. So that's, that's something that I, I was looking at and I was thinking about how many times in, in your life is the excuse what, what you prioritize. So if you're thinking about, okay, I want to start – um, I want to start an exercise routine or I want to start a mindfulness practice, but I can't because. What comes at the end of the I can't because sentence is exactly what you should be looking at to change. Like you shouldn't be saying I can't exercise because X, Y, Z. You should be saying like, well, what's the X, Y, Z? So let's talk about like I can't because. I can't go on this particular diet because I have to have creamer in my coffee every day. Okay, do you? Do you have to have creamer in your coffee every day? I can't because I have to have creamer in my coffee. I cannot go without that creamer. Why? Why can't you go without the creamer in your coffee? Why, why can't you do that? That is a psychological roadblock that you have put in place by saying, I can't because I can't do that. But in reality, you absolutely can. You're just making an excuse. The, the because is the excuse. The program of, let's say it's something that gives up dairy. Well, you shouldn't be eating dairy because dairy is terrible for you. We're the only species that consumes the milk of another species. It's fucked. We- it's fucking weird. Like you shouldn't. Like if you. I love ice cream. It's wonderful. But like, have you ever noticed how if you're over the age of thirty, do you? How do you feel after you eat ice cream? Like, do you do you want to be dead? Because I have friends that'll be like, oh, I'm lactose intolerant. No, everybody's lactose intolerant. Like that's a real thing. Um, but yeah, if this is a, let's say that you, you want to eliminate dairy because it makes you feel like shit and makes you fart all the time, um, because that's probably what it does because it makes me fart all the time. It's disgusting. Um, and you can't because you need to have your creamer in your coffee every morning. So you would prefer to have that creamer in your coffee than to fart all the fucking time. Did you ever like f- just have terrible gut health? Like, have you ever farted during sex because your gut health was so terrible? Because I have. And let me tell you, it's awful. It's so fucking embarrassing. But it's not just that. It's that you're setting yourself up to have different autoimmune disorders possibly develop later in life. I mean, you don't want that. You don't want to have lupus. I mean, you don't want to have rheumatoid arthritis or fibromyalgia or any of those things happen to you because your microbiome is a complete fucking mess. So it's always about... People always want to prioritize what comes at the end of the sentence, but what comes at the end of the sentence is keeping you from being the healthiest, happiest person. So let's go on to happy. Let's let's ditch healthy because, you know, health is such a weird thing. People have trouble looking at health. We don't like to look at health when we feel good. We usually only look at health when we feel bad. It's a problem with our culture. Um, We don't like to make investments into our health when we're feeling healthy, but these are things that you should be doing, things that I have started to do because you don't notice when you're unhealthy. 
And your body has a great way of keeping you from noticing. Like I didn't notice I couldn't breathe when I was a cigarette smoker until I quit smoking. And then I was like, oh, fuck, I really couldn't breathe. Like that that's terrifying. It really is. But let's talk about happiness. Happiness is super important. And, um, you know, talking about things that make you happy and why you can't do them. So a good example in my life or from my life was when I was working at this one job where I had to stand on my feet all day. I hated it. And I had trouble with my running because of it. I couldn't, you know, I, I would say things like, I can't do this. I can't run X amount of miles per week because I'm too tired from standing on my feet all day. All right, well, first of all, now I know that that's a whole load of shit because I know people right now in my life that are running 90 to 100 miles a week working jobs where they stand on their feet all day. So it was just a load of shit. Like they run that much and they had no problem doing it. So I was just making an excuse. But let's say that there was validity to my excuse. Well, why was I prioritizing the end of the sentence? I can't do something I love run because I work at a job that I, where I stand on my feet all day. Hate. So what I'm basically saying is I can't do something I love because of something I hate. What? Like, or, or let's use another example. Um, I can't live in another place because of this my job okay well let me ask you something do you love your job I guess is the question and if the answer is yes then you have to think about okay well do I love my job more than I would love living in a new place now if the answer is yes then you've won you've 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 selected the happier option if the answer is no then it's time to start thinking about making small steps towards making that change. And, you know, I, I think about that a lot with all different kinds of things. So it's about really, you know, in all of this, it's about knowing what you want the most because what you want the most is going to lead you to a happy life. And I'm not talking about, I was in my meditation group um, that I do. Um, I'm part of a meditation group on Facebook and, um, this week it was mentioned that you know about happiness and about how we're always thinking about happiness as something that's on the horizon and I thought to myself this doesn't apply to me because I'm fucking happy but I didn't used to be happy I used to be you know always waiting for happiness and I think that that's the the place that a lot of people are in these days where they're always kind of waiting for happiness because they're always thinking about xyz that's going to make them happy at some point at some point and a lot of times that's the case because they're prioritizing the excuse and the excuse is whatever let's say that it's love for example okay so think about that sentence I can't find love because I am emotionally unavailable all right so what you're saying is I can't find love something that I want desperately because I am emotionally unavailable something I hate being I can't find something I want desperately because I'm busy being something I hate being. That is, you're prioritizing the end of the sentence. You should be prioritizing the beginning of the sentence. Love is what you want. Being emotionally unavailable is what you hate. You can't have the love if you remain emotionally unavailable. You can't. Are you going to get hurt if you fall in love? Maybe. 
I mean, are you gonna are you gonna experience ache from love? Yeah, absolutely. Everybody that falls in love goes through it. First of all, there's the agonizing beginning of it when you're realizing that you're love and you don't know what to do with it. And then there's all of the work that you have to put in to keep that love alive. And then there's, you know, the eventual culmination of, of whatever, you know, however it ends. Of course there's going to be, there's going to be ache involved in love. But there's no feeling like love. I mean, love is the most beautiful feeling in the world. I mean, I, I can't, I've had the good fortune of being able to have a ton of love in my life throughout my lifetime. And it's because that I've always thought that that was just more important than anything else. Any, any of my shit that was in the way, you know? I never prioritized my shit. Like I was never waiting to be the perfect person before I accepted love. I accepted love at all points in my life, no matter what I looked like or, or what I, I sounded like or what phase of my development I was in. Because love is not restricted to a certain type of person. It's for everyone. So always prioritize love. Always prioritize things you love. And always prioritize things that are going to be for your greatest good. So going back to my bullshit apartment that I can't stand, which I, I have lived in now for over a decade. You know, why am I going to prioritize the problem? Obviously, putting different types of substances into my body that are that are processed and refined and you know my that my body just doesn't know what to do with, doesn't know how to metabolize, you know, that are that's going to cause possibly cause all sorts of horrible horrendous illnesses later in life. I mean, why why would I prioritize not being able to eat better? because of this living situation. So it's something for me to think about. And, you know, you can always make an excuse. You can always say, well, I don't have more money. Okay, then find a way. There, the money is abundant. Like, find a way to get more. I know that this is this is a touchy subject with a lot of people, so I'm not going to dive too much into it. I'm really not because I know that, you know, it's something that's there. there is a lot of lack in the world. There's a lot of factors. I mean, I'm going back to, you know, I – I, I have studied sociology, so I understand the delicacy of this issue. But using your brain to try to think of ways as to why versus why not. Like is, is why not the first thing that comes out of your mouth when somebody asks, well, if you want to be better in a certain way, you know, you want to be better in this way and, and if you respond, well, this is why I can't. That sh- is that the first thing that's coming out of your mouth? I know I have somebody close to me in my life. That's the first thing that this person does every time. Okay, well, you know, you want to – I can't because of this. I can't because of this. And every time they speak, I think all of those things are fixable and changeable and those are all things that you can work on. But they don't want to because because it would involve making sacrifices for of things that don't serve them. You know, a lot of people will say, oh, well, you know, I can't do this because I don't want to give up my – my drinks every night. Okay, well, those drinks every night aren't serving you, but um, you have to decide what you want more. I mean, you have to decide what is more important to you. And if it's if it's more important to you to have those than to feel better, then that's more important to you. But you have to decide. So knowing what you want the most, knowing what you want the most. And, and the way that you figure that out is a lot of times by just doing like an info dump onto a piece of paper with pen and paper and just writing things out. You know, one time, it really shocked me the one time um, somebody said to me that I wasn't motivated by money. And 
I thought about it and I thought, you know, I'm not. I'm not motivated by money. Money is not some not a motivator for me. It has never been a motivator for me. Now, some people it is. Some people money is like the is the ultimate motivator. And so, you know, chasing like chasing money or trying to climb up ladders to make more money, those are things that are really important to those people. For me, money is not a motivator. For me, freedom is a motivator. So that but it took me a while to figure it out because I was like, where where do I find, you know, like where do I find what motivates me? me and I always thought is it money well I like money I mean who doesn't like money I mean everyone likes money but is money the motivator and it wasn't so sometimes knowing what you want the most is just sitting down with a pen and paper and just writing writing it out writing out what you think that you what you think is is really what what gives you drive and that's that's really important and I don't I can't really say much else on it but I can say that if something is in the way of something that you want you should your your first priority should be getting the fuck off of that shit so or, or getting the fuck out of that shit if that's the case I mean getting the fuck out of it it should be should be your number one priority I I can't even tell you I can't tell you how liberated you'll feel once you start moving forward and away from that crap like just getting the fuck out of it so thinking about it guys think about the the things that you're prioritizing and the excuses that you're prioritizing rather than the things that are are making you feel whole and feel better and feel more loved and feel more fulfilled as a person think about the times in your life when you prioritize the excuse and I guarantee if you start prioritizing the first part of the sentence instead of the, the excuse you're gonna you're gonna get further and you're gonna have a lot more results and get closer to the things you want. If there's anything that you guys ever want to talk about or discuss, you can always email me, Andy. This is Andy with two E's, by the way. I I never realized I haven't specified that in all of my podcasts. I could have like hundreds of emails that I don't even know about. Andy, A-N-D-E-E, at getthefuckoff.com. Or you can visit me on my website, getthefuckoff.com. Get on my email list. There's a bunch of places where you guys can subscribe, and I'll be sending you guys weekly content to really just help you get the fuck out of this shit that doesn't serve you because nobody wants this shit anymore it's 2021 it's time for new beginnings my god please right like my god please um you guys can also dm me on social i'm underscore get the fuck off on instagram and twitter i would really love to hear from you guys i want this to be a year of new beginnings for everybody i think that it is overdue i think that we deserve it i think that all of us collectively manifested change and we are getting it we are getting it and I think that the world is headed in a good direction I think that moving forward we are going to have tremendous 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 possibility lying before us we just really need to open our eyes and embrace it so that's all from me for today guys I will see you in a couple of days with another episode of the get the fuck off podcast until then take care stay safe and I'll see you guys soon